Hello, my name is Peter Davison, and I play the fifth Doctor. Someone's changed history, and now they're stopping me or anyone else from changing it back. So, what now? Back to 1963. Well, I did actually like it, yeah, because of course I am, in fact, as the Doctor is in this big Beatles fan. And it's now we were just talking yesterday about how they've sort of they went out of fashion. You could find lots of teenagers in the in the nineties, early nineties, wouldn't have heard of the Beatles almost. They've been so far away from them. Now they appear to have sort of had a resurgence in terms of, you know, kids playing the music. And deservedly so. I knew the name was familiar. Susan had one of their records. She used to play it in the TARDIS. I didn't like it. But I was so much older then. Eddie Robson, who wrote this particular story, I've just been doing his um, his first radio series proper, uh, which is called uh, Welcome to Our Village, Please Invade Carefully. And it's very funny. Uh, and it's got science fiction-oriented, and it's got Julian Ryan Tut in. And um, yeah, we had a great time recording in front of a live audience. It's always slightly scary, even, even though you're actually holding the script in your hand. But no, it was, it was terrific. It's a good writer. They seem to be going down quite well, so we may be doing some more. My name is Sarah Sutton, and I play Nyssa. Oh! What is it? Why are there only three of them? Because there are only three of them, Grandad. Only three Beatles? Who are the Beatles? That's who everyone's here to see, isn't it? Don't be daft. There's only one group going to get a crowd like this. The Common Men. Who? No, they don't get together until next year. The Common Men? I think it's quite interesting, this one, because the Doctor and Nyssa get split up Pretty early on in the script, we only get a scene or two together and um, Nissa's off on an adventure of her own in a different time zone, which is um, which is nice, actually. So I get to sort of have, you know, relationships and, and interact with the other characters, which is which is nice. And then I get back together with the Doctor at the end, which is which is quite good. It's quite refreshing. I like this one very much. It, it's because it's Earth-based and it has a real place in history. And I love this idea about the Beatles being taken out of history and this group, the common men, being slotted in and these these lovely Liverpudlian characters. There's some great characters in this. There's a man in the crowd with a gun! A gun? Gun? He said there was a gun! Get down! My name is Mitch Ben and I am playing Mark Carville, who is not John Lennon. Um, I'd just like to make that quite clear. He sounds a lot like him and he briefly occupies his place in history, but he is not John Lennon. There's people who tried to find the Doctor. It's a good story, isn't it? The man who saved our lives. But we never found out his name, so that's all they had to go on. He didn't come backstage at the Royal Variety. Never saw him again. I'm glad that I'll be able to tell people that I was in a 50th anniversary Doctor Who story. Not necessarily the 50th anniversary Doctor Who. I was definitely an A one. I understand that Big Finish is doing a, a sort of little mini series of stuff set in and around 1963, which is a great idea. And what's particularly clever about this is it ties everything together. Um, it explains who the band Susan was into in the first episode actually were and what's their connection to the whole of the rest of the Doctor Who universe which is the kind of thing that Big Finish is particularly good at doing, you know, trying to get a sort of little loose threads left over from the, the classic show. And My name's Andrew Knott, and I am playing James O'Meara. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, now, our next number's going to be the A-side of the next single. Is it? Yeah, it is. Thought it was going to be my one. Nah, that's the B-side. Oh, really? We're going to split up again in a minute. I've just been playing... John Lennon in a play called Backbeat, which we did in the West End, and 
amongst various other places. We just did it in Los Angeles and Toronto just before that. So it made me chuckle when when I uh, when I found out that I'd be doing this again, associated and linked with playing a Beatle. This time, not John, uh, and this time, not actually Paul, and not actually a Beatle, but the closest thing to them and the closest thing to Paul McCartney. So it's something that's very relevant in my life at the moment, certainly with Batbeat, and also just with the musical interludes and the various other things like accents and all the uh, references that are in there to what was happening around that time with the music scene is um, great because it's it's something that I'm into as a hobby actually so I'm enjoying all the little things that are popping up. I'm David Dobson, I'm playing Corky Goldsmith in Fanfare for the Common Men. It's a great script, I mean for me I was just really excited because I get to come and do a bit of singing on it as well. Hey girl, I swear I'll be forever true and I'll be there not bad. Not bad? The reaction is extraordinary, though, even more than the Beatles got. We've either all been in the studio at the same time, the three of us um, singing together, or we're laying down individual tracks. There's great backing tracks that Howard's put together for us all as, as actors, which he sent out to enable us to, uh, to learn the songs, each with a guide vocal on for your... A specific harmony line and also the uh, the sheet music was waiting for us here as well so that's great that's great guys well uh, Mitch we've definitely got you that's perfect and we've got some great takes from the other guys and we'll just polish us up a tiny bit the harmonies tomorrow let's go for the big one won't you please love me there we go then and we'll rock and roll. my opinion of the series um, I, you know I, I always thought it would come back you know after it went off the air um, and of course the great thing was when it came back it came back as a prestigious BBC program uh, which it, it, in my time it never was it was enormously popular but was was wasn't was I think rather shabbily treated by the you know the, the the management in those days. We just expected to make the same program year after year for less budget. Uh, although we sold to an enormous number of countries and earned the BBC a lot of money, we we didn't really see any of it. So it's very good I think now that it's come back and is such a high profile program. And of course it's helped uh, as people go back and rediscover the classic Doctors uh, and the fact that it's got such a high profile now. I'm very. I'm very, very aware that when I attend sort of various functions or conventions that uh, there are a lot of uh, young people who are probably actually pretty shocked to see me now because they probably imagine I look exactly as I did in 1981. But still they turn up and, you know, they, they love watching the old Doctors. Doctor Who's 50th, uh, big year. Um, there's all sorts going on. I mean, now I'm being invited to quite a few more signings and things now. There's a lot of activity all bubbling away under the surface and we've done... The story light at the end, which is involves some doctors and assistants, which which was great fun to do. And lovely to be with Sylvester in the studio because I've never worked with with him before. And although I didn't actually get to do anything with him um, in the in the story, it was lovely to meet him in the green room. He's he's, he's lovely, um, and Sophie. Um, so it's lovely. Yes, it's nice to get these little tasters of of the the history of Doctor Who, and it's all linking together nicely. Uh, and again, in this story, we've got the sixties theme going on again, really, which is which is quite nice. It brings it all together quite nicely.